Sarah Single Lady. Oh, it is the end or almost the end of 2022. I cannot believe how fast the year went by. But at the end of every year, I like to look back over my shoulder and just sort of take an account of all the blessings that I received. And one of the things that I am celebrating today are the top episodes from the Single Over 30 podcast. And I'm not celebrating them because I'm tooting my own horn. When I know what hit you most, I know how to encourage you better. I know how to serve you better. And that is an awesome thing. So today, what I'm doing is I'm doing a sort of best of in this episode and next week's episode as well. And I'm going to share the top two most popular episodes of the year, one this week and one next week. I think you're really going to love this. If you haven't heard either one of these episodes, awesome, because this is your first time. And if you have already heard them, hey, why not take a listen a second time because it may hit you or speak to you in a different way. All right. I hope you're encouraged. For our single lady, I am so glad that you're here. You know, women tell me often that they can't find anyone that they are attracted to and that there aren't any men around that they would be interested in dating. So today what I'm going to do is share one major reason that singles often don't meet one another and don't find anyone that they are attracted to. All right, stay tuned. Welcome to the Single Over 30 podcast with dating and relationship coach, Shanna Schutte. Shanna is here to help you find a trustworthy, marriage-minded man who will love and adore you. You're Shanna. Okay, so maybe you found yourself thinking there isn't anyone around that I would be attracted to. So I'm going to talk with you about maybe why this is happening. But before I tell you why it may be happening, I want to tell you that I am holding up my hand. In fact, I'm holding up both hands uh, because I did this when I was single and I'm even jumping up and down and saying I did this when I was single. Oh boy, did I really do this one? So before we get started, first of all, please do not feel condemned. I want you to know that I'm speaking from experience on the other side of the wedding altar. And I also want to encourage you, during this episode, you may find yourself getting a little prickly. (laughs) I would have felt that way when I was single, but I want you to know that I am talking from a place of really caring about you and really seeing this work in the lives of the women that I coach. So if you find yourself not being interested in any of the men that come across your path, then you might struggle with ruling men out before you rule them in. So when I was single, like I said, I did this. One time I was at the airport and my friend and I were talking and she was married and there was a guy, neither one of us knew him. He just walked by and she pointed him out and she said, what about that guy? And I said, no, I'm not attracted to him. And I did this online too. I would scroll through photos looking for the most attractive guy, thinking that if I could find the most attractive guy, that somehow I would be happier and I would be more interested in him and I wouldn't be settling. I would walk into a room, I'd look around and I'd think, well, there's nobody here that I'm attracted to. The problem with this kind of behavior is that I could have missed out on a whole lot of great guys who could have been super matches for me because I was dating from a place of ruling men out before ruling them in. Now, I do want to say now I'm completely happy in my marriage. I've got a great guy. But prior to getting married to him, I did this all the time. When you rule men out before you rule them in, 
It means that you cut men off before talking with them or before getting to know them, or when you do meet them, you immediately find a reason why they aren't a good fit for you or why they aren't good enough. This could have something to do with having an avoidant attachment style because avoidants often see others as being less them and them being a little bit better, even though they don't see it that way, or they may just be being self-protective. If you want to learn more about the avoidant attachment style, head on over to episode 81. It will explain more about this attachment style that may have something to do with ruling men out before you rule them in. Maybe if you're online dating, you won't talk with men because you judge them from the get-go from their photo or from something that they put in their profile. Maybe you read between the lines about something that they've said about themselves and you make a judgment about their entire person based off of one thing. Now, I'm not talking about red flags that are obvious. I'm talking about reading between the lines and filling in the blanks. Also, with photos, lots of times, people just don't take good pictures. I do a lot of coaching with women who are seeking to date online and they send me their photos. And these women are awesome. Like so many of them are just beautiful, but we're just not often a great judge of our own photos. So that goes for men too. Sometimes they're just not putting up good pictures. But when we rule men out before we rule them in, we're really doing ourselves a disservice. So if you find yourself doing this, please be good to yourself and rule them in before you rule them out. It can't do any harm. And I'm speaking from experience. It can improve your opportunities to find a really awesome someone. So why do we rule men out before we rule them in? First, we define attraction as only physical. So what I didn't realize was that attraction happens on all different kinds of levels. It's emotional and physical and spiritual and intellectual. And when I reduced attraction to simply physical, I was missing out on a lot of men who could be good matches. So like a lot of the singles that I coach, I would, like I said, peruse through the profiles, looking for the best ones. I look for men whose pictures I liked, or I would assume that a man had a certain sort of trait, a character trait, or personality based off of a photo. We do that without even realizing it or without even thinking about it. I would fill in the blanks of what I didn't know about him. This is a major reason that singles do not meet and why they don't find relationships because we reduce attraction to a two-dimensional image, but a person isn't a two-dimensional image and they are not one paragraph on a page. They are a person with a soul and a spirit and with sparkly eyes and a laugh and an essence that draws you to them. I recently read an article about the dating app Tinder and the article talked about how that when the developers developed the app that they thought about gaming technology. So there's actually an addiction component to Tinder. And so they said that the average user on their app swipes 300 times a day. So we're ruling all kinds of people out before we ever rule them in. So maybe I'm making you squirm like talking about all of this because you maybe you're thinking, well, Shanna, don't I have to be attracted to someone? Well, yeah, you absolutely do. But like I said, attraction happens on all different kinds of levels. 
and attraction can be built over a period of time and relationships are built as we get to know somebody. So if I had heard this when I was single, it would have made me squirm too. And if I heard what I'm telling you, I probably would have jumped up from my chair and wanted to yell and scream (laughs) because I would have been like, okay, wait a second. It's just not that easy. Yes, it does feel very complicated. Dating these days can feel very complicated. But like I said, one thing that you can do to improve your opportunities to meet somebody outside of red flags and obvious bad character traits is to rule men in before you rule them out. And men can do this too, right? I was just talking to a couple guys this last week who are ruling all kinds of women out before they rule them in, and this is not helping them. Now that I'm standing on the other side of the wedding altar and I'm married to an awesome guy, I can tell you that this is true because if I hadn't him online, there's no way that he and I would have gotten together because I would have assumed a whole lot of things about him based off of his profile. And I would have thought, nope, not going to go there. For example, he has five grown children and I was never going to become a part of a blended family. But when I got to know him and we did not meet online, but when I got to know him and I saw what an awesome guy he was, what happened is that all of that wasn't as heavy on the scale as he was. Like he was just so awesome that I was willing to overlook those things. And now I'm so glad that I did because I'm a grandma to three adorable little babies and um, Clark's kids, I call them my bonus kids, have just been great to me. And I had in my mind that was just going to be this horrible adjustment, right? But it hasn't worked out like that at all. It's been really, really good. So now that I'm standing on this side of the wedding altar and I don't feel like I settled at all, I would encourage women and men to be more open. So there was a client I was working with and a man who wanted to meet her. Um, She was doing some online dating. And when I was talking to her, she said, but he's bald. She wasn't interested in men who were bald. She liked men with hair. I was the same way when I was single. (laughs) And I reminded her about the different levels of attraction and to give the guy an opportunity to rule him in before she ruled him out. And she called me back later and said she went out on a date with him. And she said it was amazing that she couldn't believe how awesome he was. Being open for her was really, really beneficial. So we've been conditioned by our culture, as I mentioned, that attraction is only physical. And we think that attraction can be measured by a two-dimensional image. We think that chemistry is something that we feel when we look at a picture or someone walking across the room. And we think that that determines if a relationship is going to be good or not. But long-term studies from couples who are happily married note that the most important thing about their relationship is not the physical. It's that they are best friends. Best friends. Isn't that what we all want? Because we want to know that we can connect with someone on an emotional level, on a friendship level, on a spiritual level, on an intellectual level. And that's what makes us feel close to someone. It's not that a relationship should be 
void of any physical attraction, but we put so much emphasis on that that we forget about the other things that really hold a relationship together for the long haul. So if you want more information about this number one trait, that is friendship, that makes for the most happy and even most passionate relationships, head on over to episode 44, the number one most important factor for a long lasting, happy relationship. So if you are choosing men simply off a first glance, you may be getting in your own way. If you find yourself ruling men out simply based on what some people call sexual chemistry, I encourage you to maybe take a look at your sexual history. Have you experienced some sort of trauma or abuse? Have you been sexually involved in situations that were filled with a high level of lust? Have you received messages from someone close to you that looks and sexual or physical chemistry is of utmost importance? Maybe a parent. All of these things can affect how you choose men. And I want to tell you that if you've been involved in situations where there's been a lot of lust or really high charge sexual chemistry, that can affect how you think that you should connect with someone and your perception about what it means to have a really great relationship could be skewed. If you haven't gotten help for this, I really encourage you to seek some counseling about it or even get some coaching if you think it's something that you don't need like deep therapy for. One of my clients told me that it was really challenging for her at the beginning when we started coaching together for her to rule men in before she ruled them out. But what I did was I gave her uh, three to five deal breakers that she could use online when choosing men with our goal being that she would talk to as many men as possible. She said it was difficult not to just look at photos, but then she remembered that we were in a process and that the goal was to talk to men. Because if you don't talk to people, you can't meet people. And if you cannot meet someone, you cannot date someone. If you cannot date someone, then you cannot get married, right? Talking to someone always has to precede the development of that relationship. So what we do online is we immediately rule people out. We don't give people an opportunity. And therefore, we're really hurting ourselves because we're cutting men off before we even give them a chance. So what her openness led to was an amazing, guy who she is now getting engaged to. She sent me a text recently to tell me that they just went ring shopping and I was so thrilled for her. So she didn't almost rule her guy out because of the way he looked, but the reason that she was going to rule him out was because she thought he lived too far away. There can be all kinds of reasons that we rule people out before we rule them in, but we want to be more open, like I said, up front. The second reason that we roll men out before we roll them in is because we are afraid of settling. So when you're thinking about this, you're going, yeah, but Shanna, I don't want to get too far down the line and then feel like I'm settling with somebody. So I want to let you know that everybody settles at some level. Again, you might be squirming in your seat when I say this to you, but there is no perfect person on the planet. I'm not perfect. My husband's not perfect. You look at the couples who are around you. There are not any perfect people anywhere. 
My relationship with my husband is wonderful and it's amazing. Absolutely, it's all that stuff, but it's not perfect. And this is where grace comes in relationships. These imperfections, and I'm not talking about deal breakers. I'm talking about imperfections. They show us how able we are to really love from the heart and to accept someone unconditionally. And not only that, that when you start to love somebody, and you really care about them, the things that you initially thought were a big deal don't even matter anymore. I remember hearing a woman one time talk about how when she first met her husband, she was bothered because he had this big gap between his two front teeth. And then she got to know him. She fell in love with him. And she's like, now it doesn't even matter to me. I don't even care. She said, I think it's awesome. Now it's a part of who he is, right? So initially, sometimes those things that we think are drawbacks don't even matter because love covers that stuff. And isn't that what we want someone to do for us? We want them to look at us unconditionally and for them to love us that way. And so we can learn to give that kind of grace as well. Now, like I said, don't get me wrong. You don't want to settle for things that are really, really important. Those are the high level deal breakers that really matter to you, such as your values. So for example, you should not settle for a man who is abusive or an addict or a man who won't be good to you or for you. You should never settle for the things that really matter in a relationship. But there are some things that do matter. Those are your deal breakers and your must-haves. Hold on to those. You get three to five of them. I always tell my clients, and then let everything else fall by the wayside. So when you think about settling, like this might make you nervous because you're afraid of getting married to someone that you don't really like, or someone you're not really attracted to, or someone you're not really interested in. You're afraid of feeling cheated or like you didn't get what you really, really desired. But I just want to encourage you, ruling someone in before you rule them out at the beginning doesn't mean you're going to feel like you got cheated or that you settled because you would never marry someone or commit to anyone that you're not really interested in, that you don't really love, or that you're not attracted to. You would never marry someone that you felt like you got the short end of the stick with. But being closed at the beginning will never serve you well unless, like I said, you're talking about those red flags. Rule those guys out really quickly. But if there aren't red flags, give more men a chance. So when I was coaching my client, Annie, she started dating the guy I just mentioned who lived further away. And she told me he lives four hours away. And she said, I am not moving. And I told her, I said, you don't have enough information yet because she was just getting to know him. You don't have enough information yet to make that decision because right now you don't know him well enough to know if he's worth moving for. Because on one hand, you're holding on to your family and where you live now because she lived close to family. And then the other hand is this guy, right? He's not as weighty on the scales yet because he's not as important to you, I told her. But when I spoke to her later on, and they were serious, I asked her how she felt about moving. And she started laughing and said, I would be totally fine moving. And so that's what love does. It makes it so you are no longer concerned about the things that you were concerned about before. Love makes us willing to compromise in the areas that don't really matter, in the things that don't really matter long-term as far as marital happiness. 
So before my husband and I moved back to Colorado, we'd been living in Illinois. We visited the town where we now live, and I wasn't all sold on the community, and I wasn't really sure if I was going to like it or not. There were a few concerns that I had. But then after moving here and living here for a while, something happened. I fell in love with this town because we got to know it better. There are lots of trails around where we live, and there are lots of walking paths and places to ride your bike. And as my husband and I have experienced this adorable little town, our affection has grown because we know it more deeply, and we know the people who live here. We've developed relationships, and we have memories from things that we've done here, and favorite places that we like to go now. This is how it is with dating. When we are not immediately judgy, when we rule people in before we rule them out, we give ourselves an opportunity for affection to grow and for a relationship to be built. But if we immediately make an assessment, you know, if I made an assessment, nope, don't like that town, not going to go there, I would have totally missed out on all the stuff I didn't even know about this town. And like I said, if I had done this with my husband, if I had ruled him out before I ruled him in, I would have completely missed an amazing guy. If you want to know more about our story, check out episode 67. The next reason that we rule men out before we rule them in is because we're afraid of wasting time. We think, well, I'm 30, I'm 40, I'm 50. I'm not going to waste any time with someone who doesn't fit. Absolutely true. You should not waste your time with men who do not fit those deal breakers that I've talked about or men who are red flag men. Don't even second guess yourself about those kinds of guys. Figure out what your non-negotiables are, your deal breakers are, and stick to those. But when it comes to everything else, we need to remember that it takes time for relationships to be built. No matter who you're getting to know, it takes time for us to move through the seasons and the progression and the stages of a relationship. And if we're thinking, okay, I don't want to waste any time, maybe what we're doing is we're actually putting pressure on ourselves and on our dating life because we're thinking, I need to immediately know if someone's right for me, or immediately know if someone's interesting to me, or immediately know if I am interested. And what that does is it doesn't give, like I was saying, the opportunity for relationships to develop. If you got a bunch of couples together and you asked them if they were both interested at the same time, lots of times one or both of the people would say that they weren't immediately interested. It takes time. Also, when it comes to this whole wasting time thing, I often teach about stages of a relationship. So you've got acquaintance and friendship, exclusive dating, engagement, and marriage. So when we waste time sometimes is when we immediately jump in and we go right to exclusive dating. And then we have to back up the relationship track later because we realize that this person isn't a good fit for us. But if you are just in the acquaintance and friendship stages, that means that you're taking your time to get to know that person. You're taking your time to find out if they really are someone that you could be interested in or committed to for the long haul. Lots of times when people say, well, I don't want to waste any time and I will just immediately know, and then they immediately jump in, then they find out, well, I didn't just immediately know. So just keep in mind that it takes time, no matter what, to build relationship. Another reason that we could rule men out before we rule them in is because we're afraid of having to tell them that we're not interested. We don't like the idea of confrontation, so we don't give them the chance up front. 
We don't want to tell him, hey, sorry, this isn't going to work out. But like I said, most people don't know up front immediately. When we expect to immediately know so that we don't have to live with the uncertainty of what we think about a man, then we're going to rule him out first. And also, if you're afraid of telling men that you're not interested, you're afraid of hurting them, maybe the idea of talking to him and saying, hey, this isn't going to work feels awkward to you and you don't want to hurt his feelings. Dating is an awesome, awesome opportunity to improve your social skills in this way and your confidence. If you want more information about how to let a man know that you're not interested, check out episode six, how to tell a man you're not interested without feeling awkward or guilty. And lastly, we rule men out before we rule them in because we're afraid of commitment or we're afraid of rejection. We say that we want a relationship, but deep down we're afraid of getting hurt. So we have a hard time finding men we're attracted to because there are men who come along who express interest in us, but we rule them out because then we are in control of the situation. We're in control of our vulnerability. So if a man comes along who isn't interested in us, then all of a sudden we are interested in him because now we're in control, right? It's not reciprocated and we are in control of how vulnerable we feel. And there's not that chance that we will get hurt in either one of these situations. All right, I hope this has been helpful to you and I hope that you're still listening (laughs) here at the end. I know this is a really, really difficult topic, but I do want to encourage you that I really do have your best interest in mind, and I have stood in your shoes, as you may know, since I got married at 46, thought I would get married a lot earlier, didn't happen for me, and one of the reasons I really believe that happened is because I had some unhealthy dating patterns, and one of them is the one that we are talking about today. All right, regardless, I hope this has been encouraging. And remember that the dream that you have to love and be loved is possible. And remember to keep it sunny. I'll see you next time. Keep it sunny, please.